Volume 3 of Wrestling 20 Years Ago, and this is your ECW show for November of 1999, and I'm joined once again by the wonderful Mr. Yull. How the devil are we, sir? Not too bad, yourself? Not too bad. Not much to do in news for ECW, so we'll go straight into TV, because the only newsworthy story is about to get told to you at the end of the first episode of TV. So, we have TV opening with... The Impact players going against Tommy Dreamer and Raven ends in a no contest when Rhino helps out the Impact players, lights out, and who do we see back from WCW? Buff Bagwell. He never was back from WCW. Don Dallas Page. Again, wasn't in ECW. Sting. First. That would have been better. Goldberg. No. Finch Rousseau. No, surprisingly not. It was Sandman. Sunny Trey. <laughs> it was Sandman. He came out and he helped Tommy and Raven. We then get to meet the Baldies. Yeah. And they call out Bulls Axel. Uh, Bulls and Axel come out. Clear house. That is until your boy PN News comes out. Unbelievable. Four on two. And then New Jack comes out. Does his usual New Jackness. But gets the staple gun to the eye. We then get a triple threat match between Spike, Guido, and Super Crazy, where Guido eliminates Spike with the Tomikaze, and Super Crazy wins with a sit-out powerbomb. So the, the the only real news for this month is the return of the Sandman. Um, are you going to completely just gloss over the fact PN News is in ECW yo baldy yo baldy yo see what I did there okay. instead of baby I said baldy because oh, he's now a baldy but he yes. used to say baby when he's a rapper and it, yes. do you get the joke I do yeah that's relevant because it's, it's it's older than 1999 so yes alright we'll, we'll, we'll discuss the, you know, the turning up of your boy PN News absolutely astonishing I had no idea this was going to happen, and even when I got to the pay-per-view, I'd actually forgotten that he'd turned up, and I was like, oh my god, it's PN News, again. Yes. I don't recognise any of the other three, to be honest with you. Well, Skull, um, obviously has been, there is Skull Von Ra oh, Von something, I can't remember. Yeah, what. yeah. The weird... Sort of semi-German throwback gimmick, right? Like Angel Rashki or whatever. Yeah, sort of. Angel had been about and done some job matches. The other yeah. guys completely new. Yeah, yeah. But yes, you know, it is nice to see the master yeah. of hip hop. Yeah, I'm. Jo I just can't wait for Big Josh to come in next. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's your era, isn't it? Possibly Arachnaman. Like the the choices are limitless, really. That nineteen ninety two WCW is is, is your... it is literally the best year of wrestling in the best company that's ever existed. <laughs> and I will fight a man to the death who disagrees with me. <laughs> to the death. To the death, sir. 
fucking Thunderdome, mate. <laughs> but yeah, um, other than, as we say, the you know, your boy PN News, Sandman's back. Yeah. Um, sort of spoiled a little bit when they start playing the Sandman, and he takes this usual full length of the song to get yeah, to the ring. Yeah, drunk and waddle to the ring. Though, obviously he's been in WCW and done yeah. absolute square root of fuck all as yeah. a hardcore hack. Yeah. Is he really worth coming back? I know it's a it's an easy pop for the Yeah, fans, I mean... But no I mean, one missed him. You're never gonna. He's never gonna have a five star match, is he, with Meltzer? Do you know what I mean? He's the one guy that, with Meltzer, could have a match in the Tokyo Dome and still only get one star. Yeah. He is so. He's almost part of the ECW fixtures and fittings that it was so weird to see him in WCW anyway. That that's possibly a lot of the reason why he's probably didn't necessarily work quite so well in WCW that and he's probably just pissed yeah um, he wasn't coming down smoking and drinking no there. and I mean playing a rich preppy neighbour to Raven was a fucking weird idea like yeah there's some weird ideas in WCW there always has been but fuck me that one like, we all talk about the Yeti and shit like that but that one was equally as fucking weird yeah but I mean yeah I mean yeah it's difficult to say because he's never gonna he's so ingrained with it and he's so loved by the faithful that that you can see exactly why they done it yeah. I mean chances are the fed aren't gonna pick him up are they no. so like where else does he go I mean he's got two choices really he, got, he either goes to ECW or he goes, does a load of deathmatch shit in Japan yeah, and that's literally that'll be his lot, really. Um, the thing so, is, you yeah. think of what he does to other people. He does. He never really takes that much of a of a hiding. I don't no, think he really. do definitely. Like he takes the odd cane to the head and stuff, but I don't really know what his history is before ECW. Do you know what I mean? Because he's yeah, he's not. You only know him as Sandman. You don't know if he was anything beforehand and if he can actually wrestle. What he's done, I haven't got a fucking Scooby Doo, mate. No. But you know he he was there from the beginning and pretty much was one of those. Tell me, a ECW wrestler. He's one of the first ones that people go. Yeah, he's clearly an ECW. Yeah, like him, Tommy Dreamer, the Dudleys, <coughs> Taz. They're so synonymous with ECW and even Raven. Yeah, but probably slightly less with Raven because he was a bit more successful in WCW like he had a good run yeah he was there like, for a good couple of years like yeah. granted the storyline with him being a rich kid was a bit fucking stupid like it didn't really fit with his overall character I'd see why they'd done it like kind of if they'd have brought a character in very similar to Raven mm. in his outlook and how he was and it turns out he was a rich preppy kid from this posh neighbourhood that would have made more sense yeah because with Raven there's an automatic like no we know what this guy is yeah. because wrestling fans are wrestling fans they're not you get WCW fans you get ECW fans you get Fed fans but there is so much crossover with them yeah like like Taz jumping ship to, to the Fed like if I didn't watch ECW I would have probably known who Taz was anyway yeah 
I'd have known who the Dudleys were because they'd have been on my radar as a fan. Yeah, obviously, even if I didn't watch the shows regularly, I'd have known who they are and I'd have known what they were about. Yeah, it's the thing with wrestling yeah. more than sort of even say football. Yeah, if you're into wrestling, you buy the magazines and you don't just buy the one. Well, I mean, take Power Slam over here for example, yeah. the magazine. Like it covers all three. It doesn't just cover the Fed or it doesn't just cover WCW or ECW. It covers every. And even Japanese stuff. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of Japanese stuff in there. But, I mean, it covers the three main American promotions where, like, you, you can buy your WWF magazine, you can buy your WCW magazine. I think ECW recently launched a magazine, didn't they? Yeah. Um, can't say I've seen it. They're my local news agents at the moment. I wouldn't imagine you'll be getting over a Yeah, yeah. I mean, it may come over here. It may be one of those that goes into WH Smiths or something in there. In the city, so I'll keep an eye out. But who's to say whether the circulation would be wide enough in this country? Probably because not. obviously they're not on TV, they're not on pay per view over here. Obviously, WCW's on over here, and the Fed's on over here, so it is a bit. Yeah. Well, unless you've got Bravo and stay up until like two in the morning. Yeah, which sometimes I do, but I'm generally disappointed when. The tits that are on TV are men's, not women's. When I stay up till two in the morning watching Bravo, like there's only so many episodes of Night Rider and Battlestar Galactica you can watch before you want to see some titties. True. Yeah, and that way you just go over to Men in Motors or something. It's fine. <laughs> so let's go to the pay per view <laughs> review. Um, so the pay per view opens with Joey and Cyrus in the ring. Mm-hmm. Out comes Gertner, and he is on fine form about. Telling us all that all the chicks want him. Yeah. This then brings. I don't think Cyrus. I do. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, can we just quickly mention Cyrus's very, very old style hygiene promo? Like, oh, yes, the with club. ECW and the way ECW is perceived and seen by most people, is it's very cutting edge. It's very on the button it's very risque yet this promo and he did get heat for it but it was just something from like the 1980s yeah like it worked so I mean I can't fault it in that respect but it felt a bit out of place to me in ECW where everyone else is saying fuck you fuck you fuck you I'm gonna fuck you up I'm gonna fuck your mum I'm gonna fuck your sister yeah I'm gonna fuck your dog and make it call me daddy and all this sort of shit and you got him going, you are dirty people, have a wash. And, right. and the rubber glove. And the rubber glove, yeah. It was just so old-fashioned, but it obviously it worked, so you can't fault it in that respect. I can't stand his commentary, though. Oh, he's awful. Yeah. I much prefer having Gertner and Joey. Uh, I just prefer Joey on his own, to be honest. That's what I'm used to, so... The, I do quite like Gertner and his... I do. Um, Fun little puns that he comes up with. Yeah, but again, how much of that's rehearsed? How good is he off the cuff, as I've said before? Mm. It'll be interesting to see. So, during this open, out comes Taz, calling out Joey, saying that Joey made him sound out like he was jumping RVD from behind, because he's a dirty, dirty man. Joey then gets out of the ring. He then turns to Gertner, Gertner gets put in the Taz mission. Hmm. And then we get Cyrus and Taz shaking hands at the end as they go off. We then get, with his good buddy Dick Hurts, Simon Diamond. 
first of all, I thought Taz had already left. So um, I don't this, follow it. This is his here. last show. He, yeah. he has. He's been on one TV since. Yeah, the and I thought that was his him gone. So when he came out, I was a bit like, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah. Do you know what I mean, that, you've left. What are you? What? Yeah. So that was a bit of a surprise. Um, Dick hurts. Uh, my God, he's Vince's wet dream, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Big, big, muscly lump. Uh, big big vascular dick. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it didn't make Simon Diamond any less annoying, um, but he's meant to be. So, I mean, and obviously, it is a fucking one joke. Yeah. And it's got a short shelf life again, so I'd be surprised if uh, if his dick still hurts in a couple of months. Yeah. To be honest, it's funny, and obviously they're playing up that gay stereotype of blah 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 with his nipple rings and his leather trousers and talking about his big dick hurts and stuff yeah. like that. But it's so, just it's foul Venus if Vince could think he could get away with making it worse. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So Simon does his usual Simon says routine. Out comes Jazz to interrupt him, and beats on him until Dick. Hits her with the wonderfully named penile implant. At this point, out we get Spike. He hits an acid drop to Dick. Simon gets the boots in, hits a stun gun. Then Spike hits a cannonball to the outside. Chair fr- from the top rope. Back into the ring. Spike hits a nut shot. The acid drop and gets the win. Typical Spike squash. Uh, typical ECW booking where a match starts, but then it turns into a completely different match as well. Like um, Again, you might be able to explain this to me because I might have missed it. But is there any reason Spike came out to save Jazz? No. And so he's not been feuding with Simon Diamond or anything? No. It's just, it's just it, the visual of him acid-dropping Dick Hurts. Yeah. The, and then they needed to sort of do something with Simon. Yeah. But yeah, no. Spike yeah, doesn't yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those where that's that's the one thing with ECW. A lot of it is like there and then booking rather than yeah. anything that's sort of coherent. So I suppose that runs in the same sort of idea there that runs into the next match because obviously yeah. post this match the FBI come out and jump Spike. Yeah. Until Nova comes to make the save. Yeah, exactly. And this, I mean, I've from the few w, um, sorry ECW pay-per-views I have seen that seems to be a regular occurrence with how matches go into matches they just leave yeah. one into the other one into the other one into the other which isn't a bad thing but also it sort of, sometimes it can take away from the entrance and take away from the yeah. pomp and circumstance with wrestling doing it that way so obviously we get the quick start to the match axe handled by Big Sal and a spine buster on Guido Flying forearms, a spinning face buster, and a crossbody to the floor. Sal then finally hits a forearm, and Guido gets the boots in. Hits Nova with a very stiff lariat and gets two shot. We get a chop battle. Guido goes to the second row for a bulldog, which gets a two. A neck breaker that gets a two. Nova with a low blow and a second rope Samoan drop. Forearms into a pop up cutter that gets a two. Sal misses a splash. He gets Tornado DDT'd, Guido sneaks in with Atomikaze and gets the win. Again, post-match, FBI then beat down Nova until Chetty comes out to make the save. That is, until Danny Doring and Roadkill come out and beat him down. Mm. Chickens. Chickens! 
So again, it was a, a no, it wasn't very long. You didn't really get a great deal in the match, and again, carrying into other feuds and other mm. people getting involved in stuff. Yeah. But you know, it was quite nice to see Guido not as part of a triple threat and. I've got a yeah. lot of time for Nova. I think Nova. I think Nova's be... great. Um, his gimmick feels a little out of place, but I think that might be why it works there because obviously it's very, it's almost kid friendly. Yeah. I mean, I know we were joking about nineteen ninety two WCW earlier, but let's be honest with Nova's gimmick as it is as we speak. Yeah, Supernova. It would one hundred percent just put a mask on him and yeah. a cape. And that would 100% have fitted in WCW in 1992. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like, because it's an ECW, it's all about the context, isn't it? So, I mean, because it's seen as more of a parody and a joke there yeah. than if they if the Fed had done it or if WCW had done it. It's sort of given a bit more of a pass. But, yeah, it's just, it's odd to see him like that because, obviously, you just remember his, like, Blue World Order. Yeah. Like Hollywood, Hollywood Nova, Nova, which is what I mostly remember him as. But yeah, no, it's, it's one of those, of, I think, giving him a bit more time and put him in with an RVD. Yeah, I mean, the whole, he's an innovator of moves, as they said, and things like that. I can't remember his exact nickname they gave him, but... Um, yeah, I mean, someone like RVD or someone like Tommy Dreamer, who's the innovator of violence. Again, yeah. somebody like Nova, who it's all these variations of certain moves and things like that. Or, I mean, he can have a, he can probably have a decent match with 99% of the people on that card. Yeah. Bar Simon Diamond, because that's no possible. No. <laughs> Not even RVD could get a classic yeah, out of him. Yeah. Or even a passable match, probably. I wonder if Taz wants to choke out Big Dick Hurts. Check out Simon's big dick. Just, just. Is there any choked on Simon's big dick? <laughs> uh, so, we have a triple threat match next. Your favourite. With Lynn versus Tajiri versus Super Crazy. Yeah. Opening the match, Carino says that Tajiri is the king of the freeway. Tajiri kicks both. Isn't that Jenna Jameson? Just checking the relevance of that yes. joke. Just stay with me. <laughs> Jenna Jameson first. Oh no. How do you spell James? Is it Jameson like the whiskey? Yeah. Debut. Uh, she was married to a guy called Brad Armstrong. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Well, fuck it, jokes made done. Yes. So, Tajiri starts with kicks. Super crazy hits a crossbody onto Lynn. A launch drop kick into Tajiri. Lynn hits a quick tilt a well, heads to the super crazy, and then hits a springing arm drag. Tajiri gets an early tarantula on a super crazy, puts the boots in, then puts on a tarantula onto Lynn. Tajiri then hits big kicks. Lynn with a crossbody to Super Crazy to the floor. Tajiri hits a beautiful assay moonsault. They all brawl in the crowd. Super Crazy hits a moonsault from the balcony. Back into the ring, Super Crazy puts a surfboard on Lynn. Lynn with a bulldog and then a double team. Lynn hits a tiltwell backbreaker onto Tajiri. Super Crazy then hits a powerbomb and a moonsault onto Lynn. 
Super Crazy then hits a spinning powerbomb. Lynn with the Cradle Driver to Super Crazy. Tajiri hits a beautiful snap bang buster and Crazy has gone. So we are down to Lynn versus Tajiri. Tajiri hits a handspring elbow. Tree of Woe low drop kick. Lynn hits a German that gets a two. Tajiri with a backbreaker but misses a moonsault. Lynn hits some forearms and a tornado DDT that gets a two and a Hurricane Rana. Tajiri hits a beautiful stiff kick and a German suplex for a two. Kicks to Lynn, the cradle pile driver, and the win for Jerry Lynn. Post match, Carino beats down Lynn and until he gets hit with the cradle pile driver. I know what you're going to say about obviously the freeway and it being crazy into Jerry, but I did like when it then came down to Jerry and Lynn. Yeah, because it was different. Yeah. But I mean, as I say, as good as. Tajiri and Super Crazy are together. How can I be invested? I'm just no longer invested in something I've seen so many times in such a short space of time. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it perks my interest up when the worst thing they could have done was have Jerry Lynn go out and then have. Them to each other. Because I'd have probably tuned out and text you, fuck off, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, they're fine. Like, I've got no. They're two of the best performers they've got in ring wise. Like you can't take that away from it. But it's just one of those things where I just I'm no longer invested in something because it's feeling stale already. Yeah, you see it too much. But I, even with the addition of Jerry Lynn there, to me, it's like having a cheese and ham sandwich, but having brown bread instead of white. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's still a cheese and ham fucking sandwich at the end of the day, isn't it? True. Like so. Um, that that was a welcome change, but I don't think it was enough really to pique my interest until uh, Crazy went out and it was just Tajiri and Lynn, and then I was like, oh. But then that made me just want to see them two have a one on one rather than start as a three way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like pluses and minuses. So, next out we get the Bullies going against Bulls, Axel, and New Jack. Axel comes out with chairs and balls in with punches till the numbers get too much as it is four on two at this point. Out comes New Jack with his usual level of toys. We see him take down all of the baldies. Balls and Axel join, join in with the weapons beatdown where we see golf clubs, vacuum cleaners, chairs, keyboards and more. You know, let's face it, they're never going to just stop what their main craziness is. Doesn't make any sense. Well, that he has all that stuff. Well, there's a vacuum cleaner. Have you ever seen an ECW reader? They're filthy as fuck. Why is that there? <laughs> like, come on. At least have your weapons make sense for the area you're in. So, New Jack staples Angel's nuts. They brawl into the crowd, and as you'd expect, it gets messy as they just punch each other. In the ring, PN News and Skull are beating down balls. Skull hits top rope elbow, and News with the cannonball. At this point, we see that New Jack is on the top of a basketball backboard with one of the baldies on the table, and he dives off it through the table. Axel and New Jack make their way back to the ring. New Jack has a Nintendo and smashes it on the head of PN News. Then New Jack staples Skull in the skull. Angel hits him with a guitar to the back of the head and gets the win for the baldies. Is he still called PN News in the Baldies? Yes. Oh, right. Because I don't really mention... I can't remember them mentioning him by name. Because I was sort of listening to see if they called him something else. 
Yeah, no, he's, he's still to refer to as PN News. That's amazing. So, yeah, typical hardcore match. Yeah. It is what you expect when you see these... When you see one team of Balls, Axel and New Jack, you know what yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah, Just garbage, in it? Like, not in a bad way, if that's your... If that's your cup of tea, if that's what floats your boat, if that's what gets you erect in the mornings, then no fucking. I think with VCW though, you have yeah. to have at least one of them because that's do. what they've been built on. You do, yeah. I mean, but again, the times they are a changing. To quote Bob Dylan, I'm pretty sure their song was from the '60s, so that'd be yeah. a okay reference. Um, it's yeah. I mean, as I say, it's just. That's the sort of stuff that makes me not really get that invested in ECW as a product, because it's just like it's the same each time. It's the problem with those sort of weapons brawls and walk around brawls is they're so disjointed from both a TV point of view and a crowd yeah. point of view. Like you can't keep an eye on what's going on, and that's a lot of the issue. So especially when you hit the finish. Yeah. Like so, when he did smack him around the back of the head, like there was so many of the fans were too busy with their eyes elsewhere that it took yeah. away from the finish from the sound point of view and things like that, which is always an issue. But I mean, as I say, it's they are what they are. They're fine for what they are, but it's not just not my cup of tea. I thought the dive was good off the basketball backboard because you don't like obviously he doesn't do stuff like that all the time. No, so that was nice to see, but. But, yeah, and, and the use of a Nez must have upset you slightly. Well, I mean, it's 1999. They're two a penny at the moment. Do you know what I mean? The the N64 has just come out, and like the Snes is a you can pick them up pretty cheap now. So Nez is probably even cheaper. I mean, heaven forbid, how much they'd be in about 20 years' time. I know. Yeah, we'll have to find out when we get to that marvelous year of 2019 if we're both still alive, Christopher. That is true. Yeah. So we follow that up with. Sabu versus Chris Candido. Uh, Sabu starts with a leg sweep. Candido into the corner with a clean break. They exchange punches, then brawl on the outside, and then back into the ring. Candido crotches as a sweeping sidekick, and then turns it into a slam and gets a two count. Sabu hits a backdrop. Chris is to the floor, and then a plancher back in. Chris hits a beautiful stalling suplex and gets a two. Then goes up for a second rib leg drop. Hits the moonlight, northern lights, on top, but Sabu then is moves out of the way for a diving headbutt. Sabu hits a DDT and gets two, and the first triple jump leg drop of the night. Chris with elbows and forearms from the top rope all the way to the floor. Sabu with a top rope hurricane runner gets a two and puts in the camel clutch. Chris counters this with the electric chair drop. Chris with a low blow but misses the follow up leg drop as put Sabu through a table. Sabu again with the camel clutch, then the chair shot, and there Sabu. Triple jump into the crowd, and then they brawl in the crowd for a bit. Back to the ring, Sabu with a springboard splash gets a two and puts on the camel clutch again. Chris with punches, Sabu hits a top rope leg drop through a table and gets a two. A triple jump moonsault but misses and Chris hits a falling powerbomb for a two and a pile driver for a two and a top rope suplex for a two. Sabu hit hair Sabu and the Arabian face buster for a two. Chris hits a top rope hurricane rana and then goes up top for another diving headbutt, this time hitting it, gets a two. 
another pile driver. Savu with a low drop kick and leg drop as Fonzie tries to jump onto Tammy. Savu leg drops but Chris moves her out of the way from the table. Savu then up top hits another Arabian face buster and puts on the camel clutch for the win. I quite like the psychology of this, of Savu keep trying to go for the clutch. Yeah, different. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah. A bit more old fashioned, wasn't it? Just like constantly trying to hit, get a certain move on the person, then keep trying to scurry away, get out of it, and things like that. Yeah, it's good. And it's nicer to see Savu not just automatically go to the tables. Yeah, like, again, it's just one of those things where how can you miss it if it doesn't go away? So, and if he does it all the time, it becomes less special, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Though it is nice to see Candido back, and he is in decent form after his. Uh, He's looking in great off. shape, yeah, I mean, you can't argue that. I mean, I wish he'd pulled his pants out of his ass halfway through, because they were up there for a good five minutes, wasn't it? So his trunks cost fucking quid, or 50p of them were up his ass. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was looking good, and the thing is, his size isn't going to be a hindrance. No. In ECW, because they're not necessarily big guys. The thing is, he looks so he bigger there as well than he did Yeah, because he's a yes, wide he's, short, he's a wide fucker, isn't he? But like, he is built. Yeah, so I mean, but in the Fed, obviously, because he's only, what, 5'9", five, 5'8"? Five, yeah. Like, he just sticks that lot of sore thumb in the land of Vince's giants. Yeah. Where now he's going to, like, if, where it is more wrestling-based to a degree, obviously, sort of people like the Sad Man who can fucking wrestle his way out of a brown paper bag. But like, yeah, I think he's going to get more of a chance, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him as the ECW champion at some point. It definitely deserve it. Yeah, it makes sense. Like he's he's one of those guys. It'd be good for um, if they have someone else up and come, and they want to eventually put the strap on, um, like a new baby face or someone. He'd be a good guy for them to go against. Yeah, because they can have a wrestling match. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it would. Um, yeah, it might make a lot of sense to see something like that. Or possibly he might be the one to unseat Van Damme as TV champ. You just don't know. Yeah. Controversial opinion, granted. But Though, to be fair, the yeah. thing is with ECW, I think the TV mm. title is... It is their, it's their main belt, though, yeah. really, let's be honest. It's like, so, yes, you know, him being world champ would be great. But I think yeah. whoever it is that does dethrone mm. Rob... Mm. Is either sort of going to be given the keys to the kingdom, yeah, or is definitely destined for better and bigger things than just being EC dub. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, RVD is Mister ECW, isn't he? To a degree, like I should imagine WCW and the Fed have sniffed around him because he is that talented and he's got a, well, he's got a look. They're both. WCW. Yeah, I mean, he was there as Robbie V in the early nineties, wasn't he? But, yeah. But I mean, again, he was pretty much just an enhancement guy there. They probably wouldn't have paid him much mind when no. he was there, to be honest. But where he is now compared to where he was then, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're sniffing around to see when if he is contracted or whether yeah. he's just working on a sort of handshake deal or what. The thing is, with that always the thing with yeah. ECW, obviously, there's always that constant money worry. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, it is. It's one of those where, because it is a distant third to the yeah. other two, it's always going to be there is more money available to these guys. And if, if they're not under proper contract, if they are working on a date-by-date -date deal, then 
as I say, you just don't know what the score is there and things it's, like that. And if, if, if say, Vince turned up and went, here's half a million a year, I think RVD would probably... Uh... Well, I don't know. It depends on, depends on loyalty and things. And To be fair, it depends on what he's making with all these other bookings that ECW may allow him to take. And mm. Maybe he just gets enough money for the amount of weed he wants to fucking smoke. <laughs> yeah. to say. So we follow this up with our world title match for the evening with Mike Awesome going against Masahiro Tanaka. Awesome in straight away with boots and a corner splash and a second rope backbreaker. Tanaka with a triangle drop kick and a splash to the floor and they brawl outside. Back in the ring, Awesome hits a wonderful bear hug slam. Mm. And then the big fucker does a massive dive over the ropes. Insane. For a man that size is fucking insane. Yeah, they just shouldn't be it, doing that. It defies nature's laws. Like to be that size, what's he mean? He's good six five, isn't he? Yeah, six. he's five like, they six, bill six. They bill him as six 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 seven, don't they? But yeah. realistically, he's probably around six four six five. And he he's legit over three hundred pounds. He is a big big boy. To be just to be doing it. yeah to just do a dive over the top right like that. And he's not even close to the rope. He's a no. good few inches above it. It's incredible to see, but I do worry about his fucking knees in the future. Yeah. To be fair. Um, but I mean, he's, I think he's been, again, he's one who's like probably flown under the radar of WCW well, in the Fed. Because he was out in Japan, wasn't he? As the gladiator, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean,. I wouldn't be again. I wouldn't be surprised if Finns is fucking stroking himself off in his office to pictures of fucking. He might have to get rid of the mullet though. Which yeah, felt bad I, don't, I don't think the mullet yeah. would go in. The mullet fed these might days. not wash in nineteen ninety nine. Fed. Ten year ago, if that had turned up. Oh, ten year ago it'd have been. It'd have been against Hogan. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So they go back into the ring and awesome hits springboard splash. Top rope chair shot and then another sick chair shot. Tanaka hits one of his own. The roaring elbow to the chair that gets a two. A slam on the chairs and then a chair led elbow drop for a two. Tornado DDT into the chairs for a two. Goes for a second but awesome power bombs him onto the chairs. Stiff as fuck Lariat, Alabama Sam and Tanaka then hits a belly to back. A sit out awesome bomb through a table from the apron. That was a sick as fuck bump. Back in the ring it only gets a two. A top rope superplex through a table only gets a two. Tanaka hits the diamond dust but misses the roaring elbow. Awesome with a German suplex, stiff lariat and a frog splash. That only gets a two, but he then hits a top rope awesome bomb for the win. Fuck me, these boys like to hit each other really fucking hard. They don't piss around, do they? No, I mean, they obviously, I don't know if they've worked that many times. Well, like, they did someone mention that he'd beaten him in Japan and stuff, hadn't they? I was going to say, when both of them were over in ECW last year, yeah. and they had like that three or four matches against each other, and yeah. all of them were like this stiff yeah. as fuck beating. The thing is, the fans there, they appreciate that style as much as they do the garbage shit and as much as they do the technical shit yeah that's that's the one thing you can give ECW fans is there's not one thing that pleases them they they will quite happily stand there and give a standing ovation to a 15 minute technical classic as they would New Jack 
getting his black dick and fucking smacking someone in the face with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the way they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really good to see. It was refreshing because obviously he's only just won the strap, isn't he? So he's yeah. only just started as world champion, and obviously they built up uh, Tanaka by saying that. Um, Awesome's yet to beat him and all this sort of stuff. So there was a genuine air of what's going to happen here. Yeah. You know I mean, as somebody who's not overly familiar with the two of them, it did leave it open to sort of like a guest. They'd probably keep it on Awesome for the time being. Mm. But you just there was that niggling doubt in your mind. You were like, well, actually, this is ECW, and they're not necessarily going to follow. Yeah. The status quo of being like, oh, no, he's just won it, so he's going to hold it for a while. And, and also, well, uh, I think it was good booking to put Awesome against Tanaka in his first pay per view title match. Yeah, well, I mean, because they wrestled they, before in Japan, yeah. they're going to naturally. It's an easy one. Yeah, they're going to know each other. Uh, Tanaka's going to know him a bit more because obviously, him being the foreign guy without being weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He spoke a little bit of English, didn't he? But I don't yeah. know how good his English is. I don't know how good Mike Awesome's Japanese is, but obviously if they've worked together, yeah, obviously they've worked together before, so I'm yeah. sure they have a, some sort of communication skill there, where they could lay out the match and make sure everything was fine. Yeah, and on top of that, you've got the fact of they will, you know, they both have a trust in each other to hit each other as fucking hard. as Well, they can. yeah, just leathering the piss out of each other, wouldn't they? For want of a better term. So yeah, it's one of those where you look at it. They've, it's a good fit to do that because yeah. it's just a case of putting them with people that he's comfortable with because yeah. as you say unless you've been watching Japanese wrestling you'd have seen you fucking clue unless these, you're a tape trader in the back of a magazine you'll never clue who these two chaps were yeah and the thing is you've seen you saw Tanaka over for a bit longer yeah. than Awesome last year yeah but I mean it's still but, for a cup of coffee really wasn't yeah it? Um, obviously Awesome we're making a big push on him because he is now the new champ yeah I mean that's a great way of doing it to the people that may not have been about and seen everything from the year before sure yeah so it worked mm. we then follow up with the TV title match between RVD and Taz and we get some really nice chain wrestling to start Taz with a judo takedown Taz brawls RVD then hits some kicks RVD with a split bag roll up gets a two. They exchange blows until Taz hits a backdrop to the floor with RVD. They brawl on the outside. RVD then hits the railing and then a railing dive. Back in, Taz with a leg clip and then puts in the boots. Hits a stiff Alabama slam that gets a two and a cross faces. Taz then hits a tiger Taz flex. They exchange more blows until RVD hits a spinning heel kick. The handspring moonsault into rolling thunder that gets a two. Spinning leg drop gets goes into the monkey flip, but Taz hits a lariat. A leg and arm Tazplex for a table gets a two. Fonzie with a chair, so RVD hits the top rope Van Dominator, getting a two and a split leg move, so for a two. Taz then tries to go for a German, but RVD counts it with a spin kick, hits the five star and gets the win. For the fact that these two, I always thought would be able to sort of have a really good match. I don't think this this wasn't great. They didn't great. seem to gel, and I think half the problem again comes down to investment because Taz is leaving. I don't think anyone for a second thought that he was going to beat RVD for the belt and leave no. with it, um, especially so shortly after they 
done a very similar thing with the Dudleys. Yeah. Um, and also, Taz yeah, has just dropped the world title. Yeah, whether there was one of those situations where um, they didn't go in quite so hard because Tad had Taz kind of had to make sure he didn't pick up an injury before he yeah. reports to Stamford. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, to me, it, and I think I really enjoyed the Tanaka awesome match so I think to have this then follow it was a struggle yeah I mean and the thing is it's just one of those it's just with Taz going there's no investment there from me it's like I don't think he's going to win so I mean I did sort of tune out a bit during this one mm. and uh, yeah I just don't think they were a good fit in the ring really like they both are capable of so much more with other I'm sure they must have wrestled for ECW a few times. So whether those I can't matches, remember there being yeah, but I mean one was always there. the world in the yeah. world picture scene, and one's always been the TV champ, is not they? But I mean it's um, yeah, it's very much one of those situations where you'd expect more from these two. Yeah, but to me they didn't just it just didn't really sort of happen. Yeah, so I just don't mean they gelled in the ring like you'd yeah, imagine they like would. you'd expect. Chalk and cheese rather than jelly and ice cream. Yeah, pretty much. I like that analogy. Thank you. So next we have our main event for the evening, which is a six-man tag between the Impact players and their new member, Rhino, against Raven, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman. As always, Sandman takes a fucking age to come oh, down. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I was going to say I left and got a cup of tea, but I actually left and cooked a fucking three-course meal in the time it took him to get to the room. You know, I love Enter Sandman. You know, I'm a massive Metallica fan, but mm. when it loops and it's starting for a second time... <sighs> Fuck about. Yeah. Sandman and Rhino start. They get collar and elbows into a shove by Rhino. Sandman hits a neck snap, tags in Tommy, and in comes Lance too. Lance punch, hits some punches and hits a side Russian leg sweep. Justin in with elbows, but gets caught with a top rope neck breaker. Tag to Sandman and tags to Rhino. Rhino beats down Sandman until Justin canes him. Sandman then tags in and they triple team Sandman. Lance with a handspring elbow. Rhino hits a top rope powerbomb and Justin puts the boots in. Lance misses a frog splash. A hot tag to Raven. Comes in, backdrops in Lance. And a nasty backdrop to Justin, mm. where it looks as though he did drop on his neck. Rhino hits a gore and gets a two. Lance hits a super kick for a two. Tommy takes Rhino to the outside, and Lance hits a tope. Justin goes after Raven until he hits the even flow that gets a two. We get a brawl on the outside of everyone. Tommy and Raven set Rhino on a table. Raven hits a drop toe hold onto Tommy onto a chair but misses the vaulting elbow through and goes through the table himself. Lance super kicks Rhino, and then Rhino gores Lance. Sandman canes Rhino. The girls get in for a cat fight. Sandman snogs Dorm. Sandman then misses Jane, Jace Justin with a cane shot and eats a chair shot. Then hits just, that's incredible, and the impact players get the win and see out the show it was alright yeah it was fine it is, it is what it is wasn't it it's more to set up other things going forward than being a standalone main event match with a 
obviously with most companies they they finish their feuds on pay-per-views where this one seems to be kind of potentially starting one yeah it, um, and obviously with the impact players getting the win um, that now puts them in the tag title contention I suppose yeah things like that it sets up Rhino as a bit more of a beast mm. as well who they really seem to be getting behind at the moment so yeah he was fine I mean but it was only fine I think the pay-per-view started off fine it had a couple of decent matches and then it ended fine that's the best I could probably give it and say I, I yeah. sort of there's no brawls I it's solid it's it's decent yeah but it's we've a six seen out it too of ten much. solid for me like it was fine yeah it killed three hours and a few brain cells mm. but like I didn't come out of that a changed man it didn't make me any more of a fan of ECW or any more of a fan of anyone on it to be honest yeah so and um yeah, so it was all right. It was what it was, but it's good to see Sandman back just for the reactions he does get, really. But apart from that, see, I think will I remember it in twenty years? Probably not. Not unless there's some weird way of watching it back. Yeah, but when I mean, you're gonna get that with a fifty-six K modem, are you? <laughs> Takes me fucking twenty minutes to download a picture of Jenna Jameson from LimeWire. <laughs> Better just check it's, the relevance of that joke. See, it's it's all those I look at and just go. There's stuff on here that if someone was new to ECW, I'd say watch this. That you know the Baldies feeling match is an ECW. Yeah. You know the Tanaka awesome match was good. The main event was good, but it's all just good. It's not six minutes great. too early with that line wire joke. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's one of those I look at and go, has have ECW maybe peaked with what we've had during the summer? Because mm. we had the RVD Jerry Lynn classics. You know, there was the whole um, Impact players <coughs> stuff yeah. earlier in the year. I think I think we might have have tipped for the year already. Um, I think losing the Dudleys, losing Taz is not helping. Yeah, it's I mean, it's never going to. Um, I think the biggest blow is if they do lose RVD. I think he'll... That's the one that may... They may, may really struggle to replace because he is so important to them because he is the one that has the good matches a lot of the time. Obviously, yeah. apart from the pay-per-view tonight where it's a bit more of an exception there, it certainly wasn't anything to write home about not really memorable but I mean you, that's the whole pay-per-view I think and, but yeah obviously any company like this you lose anybody any of your main sort of stars any of the guys that sort of really sort of do well in that limelight such as the Dudleys as you say no Taz is off um, obviously when they lost Raven to WCW yeah and things like that is going to affect them because they are a smaller promotion. They don't have that strength and depth. And it's where a bit the harder for them to yeah. just replace them with someone. Yeah, where if the Fed loses somebody or WCW lose someone, because obviously in the past couple of years we've had so many jump ships yeah. between the two, there's always somebody there they can pretty much move 
um, into that spot. So I mean, you well, can have somebody. Brett, Brett went. They just yeah. pushed Austin more. Yeah, and like um, if you have somebody who's like and around the Intercontinental team or the US yeah. uh, in WCW there's always somebody like and they jump ship to the other fed there's always somebody just below them in the pecking order to go up and I don't think ECW has that no because I mean you can't I mean like, New Jack's very popular but, you but can you see him can you see him as a TV champ or no. world champ no like can you see even someone like Super Crazy as TV champ or world champ or Tajiri no. yeah or Jerry Lynn, possibly Jerry Lynn. Yeah, maybe, I'd, I'd but probably give Jerry Lynn. I think he might be the one that yeah could dethrone. Yeah, they may sort of make him do a gimmick where he's the one who finally does it, sort of thing. Or like you, you can then, but I mean, there's nobody really there that you see as a realistic person that step into many of the spots. Yeah, obviously you've got like, someone like Lance and in a way Justin because he's got that yeah, potentially, smarmy heelness but, that he could do. But I mean, I, like Lance Storm, maybe even possibly the world belt on him. Yeah. I think he's a good enough heel to probably carry it. But again, with any new champion, it is one of those does it hit or does it miss. Do yeah. I mean, it's, like, you, you can put as much research and take out as much of the guesswork as you possibly can. Obviously, I've helped with wrestling shows myself, and like there's some of the stuff we were gar- we thought were guaranteed to be a home run. And Doesn't come off, yeah. And then we'll come up with something stupid as an off the cuff remark or something like that, and that, that that's what hits. Yeah. And um, he's really, and audiences are audiences. What works in front of one won't work in front of another. But luckily, with the ECW being quite diehard. Yeah, as I say, think, you see the same. Sort I think of there's a willingness for them to um, accept what's put in front of them, where you get a lot of fans. I mean, especially with the way WCW is going now and how fucking much that's tanking. Yeah, people are just going to turn away in their droves because well, so they're on, not as hardcore. They're no, not as fervent. They're not. It's just one of those. I think. I think the ECW fans, even if they say lost a couple, of, another couple of the big names, I think they'd still, they'd there, still, there'd be, still there. be a fan base there. But I mean, it's just like, as I say, will it's more of how it affect their TV rather than their live audience. Yeah, it's things like that you got to think about, and it's just like, well, the people with because their issue is the people they are pushing as names are the ones that are leaving. Yeah, be it Taz. I mean, luckily with the Dudleys, as I said last time. Um, because they left just before their TV deal really kicked in, their timing was a lot better than Taz's is with yeah. regards to them going. Because obviously they've not, they hadn't built to anything with the Dudleys on TV for the last couple of months or however long it's been. And also for the first episode of TV, you get Raven come back. Yeah, yeah. You know that that was, you know. So yes, you did see the Dudleys on the last show, TV show. Yeah. But it was but very then, fleeting, then going. wasn't it? Yeah. Where obviously Taz has been a bit more of a... Mainstay. Yeah, he's been a bit more of a permanent fixture on that telly and now he's off after a couple of months and you're yeah. just like, well... Do you know what I mean? And it's like... As great as Mike Awesome is, he's not Taz with regards to his personality and how he comes across. Like, he's a very big, badass dude. But... He, is he a talker because he's not really said much he's no, got that fucking judge, stupid judge, judge 
Joan Cunt, whatever yeah. his fucking name is, who I've never seen a judge look so much like a redneck in my life. I very much doubt his law degree is official. Um, Blue board out of the back yeah. of the flea market. Yeah, University of Hard Knocks, a lot of the racists put on their social media. Um, so yeah, he's just sort of... Um, so he's obviously not much of a talker where Taz is more of a complete package in that respect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, know, you can go and Taz can talk. He's good on the mic. He's good in the ring. And he looks like a hard fucker, albeit yeah. a very short one. Which is why I think he's going to struggle when he does end up in the Fed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think his size is going to be his disadvantage because he's, he at the end of the day, short. look at Candido. Yeah. And Candido and Taz are probably not too dissimilar in height. No. If anything, Taz might be a little shorter. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's really going to be his downfall. Like, oh my God, if Taz was 6'1 and looked like Taz yeah. and had Taz's physique and Taz's way of talking, then yeah. And Taz's in ring ability, then fucking strap a rocket to him. Do you yeah. Know I mean? But I just can't, yeah. They, they'll do their normal thing where they bring him in, they'll start him off fucking big. He'll get a big pop because of the crowd, will know who he is. Yeah. He'll he'll come out. He'll have one like good match, and then Vince will just start seeing him as a comedy guy, and he'll be doing fucking dance-offs <sighs> against fucking Kai and Tai. Yeah. Just they will just probably fucking. Yeah, him. it's just like, yeah, it's shit like that will happen, or he'll end up in a comedy tag team with a fucking like Blackman or something. Just yeah, a weird just, odd couple. Yeah, some sort of odd couple tag team with him and. I don't know, Val Venus, maybe, I don't know. So, we will run through the rest of the month's TV, uh, starting with episode two, where the Impact players told Sandman that they were going to beat him up and that he was also heard that then uh, they didn't want to be in the arena with him. Oh. Tommy mocks a pro, does a promo mocking Raven. We then see Carino versus Jerry Lynn, where Lynn wins with the cradle pile driver. Post-match, Tajiri comes out and beats down Lynn. We hear that Cyrus is working with The Office, and he has issues with Joe Gertner. Is The Office meant to be the WWF? I don't know. Because I'm just thinking of the way he shook Taz's hand in the pay-per-view, yeah. and the sly little hints. I'm like, are they trying to make out that they're actually owned by the Fed, or the Fed is interfering? Well, it makes sense because obviously Cyrus was last seen. Yeah, in the Fed. In the Fed, the Truth the... Commission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it just seems as though that's where this team's to be, like hinting at is yeah. like well, whether they just mean the TV company, I don't know, but it's just with the like the, with Tao shaking his hand as though. Hello. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, and he's gone on about the office, the company, this, that, and the other. It just seems to me it's like, is it very much, is he meant to be working for the Fed? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, and he's, I mean, apart from the name change, he's still got the jewel on his head. He's still very much the same character. Yeah. As he was in the Fed. So it's very interesting to sort of see if the office ever gets explained and find out who it is. Yeah. And I suppose it's also a, you know, easy way to have someone be a, an easy bad guy, in it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, especially with a with an underground company that naturally piss on everything 
WCW and ECW does because it's not what they want. Yeah. And um, even with all the attitude stuff and going a bit more risque, still, it's not necessarily a watered down version, but it's very much a polished version. Yeah. Like it's not so, excuse the terminology given what we're talking about, but it's not as raw. Yeah. It's not as what we get with ECW. Yeah, it doesn't feel. It feels more like I know it's wrestling, so again, this is a fucking dumb thing to say, but it doesn't feel as real. It doesn't feel as natural in the Fed and WCW when they try and do something a little closer to the bone. Yeah, it feels a lot more staged. Yeah, as I say, when we're talking about wrestling, is a fucking weird thing to say, but yeah, to me, it just doesn't sort of sit as right. So post that we see Tajiri versus Super Crazy. Oh fuck me! Tajiri wins after Lynn hits the cradle power driver. Has Super, Super Crazy, Crazy ever won? Yes, a couple of times. I must have tuned out by that point. But I've never seen him hit all three of the moonsaults. Yeah, that's the one thing I've never seen. But again, it's just one of those. They're fine matches. Like they're great, great matches. You cannot take that away. But. We've seen it too much. So pineapple on pizza is great, but yeah, for everyone having pizza, you out of the No. We see the Baldies beat down Axel on Baldies. food analogies with me. Yes. You tell I'm hungry when you podcast. <laughs> and then in the main event, we see Rhino going against Sandman, which ends in a no contest as yeah. Jason and Justin beat down Sandman. This brings out Tommy. Raven then goes, makes the save, but Sandman comes Raven. Week freeze TV. Rhino comes out and challenges Tommy and Raven. We see Super Crazy versus Lynn. Tajiri missing the ref and hitting a snap brain buster on Super Crazy so Lynn can get the pin. The Baldies call out New Jack. We see Skull and News going against Axel and Balls, where the loser of the pinfall has to leave the company. Axel pins Skull after hitting the Nutcracker Sweet. And then later that month, he turns up in WCW. The veto, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, he's one of yeah. One of Marmaluke's boys. Yeah, because Disco, silly boy, taking money from La Familia. I know. Just is that Italian or is that Spanish? That's And <laughs> um, The main event sees Rhino teaming with Chris Candido to go against Raven and Tommy. Tommy gets the win after pinning Chris with a DDT in a really, really decent TV match. Yep, yeah. Post-match, Tommy and Raven beat a beat down when Carino, Jack Victory, Candido and Rhino all go in on him. That is until out comes Sandman. Raven jumps Sandman. Sandman then attacks Tommy. And to end the show, the Impact players come out and beat down Sandman and Raven. So into the final week's t- TV, New Jack is going around the New York subway looking for the Baldies. We see RVD going against C.W. Anderson. RVD wins with the five-star frog splash. Post-match, Sabu gets in RVD's face, which turns into an impromptu match, where RVD wins by submission. During the match, Rhino and Candido come down and attack. RVD manages to hold his own, then... RVD attacks Sabu's knee and Fonzie throws in the towel. We see Guido versus Super Crazy and again Tajiri gets involved hitting a brain buster on Super Crazy so Guido can get the win. 
We see the impact players with Rhino going against Tommy, Raven and Sandman. Again, the impact players win after Sandman canes Raven and leaves him to be pinned. And we finish the month by seeing New Jack finally getting hold of the Baldies until he gets jumped and put down. So, not much obviously coming out of this month's TV other than obviously the continuation of impact players Sandman, Tommy, Raven's feud and this now internal little feud between Sandman, Raven and Tommy. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to explain exactly what's going on there. Obviously we know about Tommy and Raven, but yeah. how they fit in Sandman into this, how they can explain why he's a bit pissy. I mean, I mean, they're just doing it from the match. I mean, they're just so. doing it from the match, and obviously, obviously you've got the yeah. the miscommunication spots. But is it a way to bring Sandman in? Obviously, yes. However, you're going to bring him in, he was going to get a fucking massive cheer. Is yeah. this the way to turn him heel? I don't think you can. Because the problem with his, like, he gets the only way you can, for an entry. yeah. So, the only way you can really do it and possibly make it work is you'd have to take that entrance away, which I don't think he'd let you take that away because you know, exactly. It, so, it I means mean, he gets to have a couple of fags and a couple of yeah, stars but at least he gets to the ring in under fucking six minutes, wouldn't he? Come, <laughs> um, so it is one of those situations, it's like you'd have to take that entrance away because that entrance will always garner cheers. Yeah, you'd literally have to take the music away. You'd have to take the fucking cane away. You'd have to take the cigarette away, the beer away. You'd have to have him come down the aisle, put him in a pair of black fucking trunks. It'd be fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's the only way you could do it is completely change who he is and what he is. Yeah, like do an entire storyline where he's joined Alcoholics Anonymous and turned into an absolutely insane go religious Puritan. Go, go for straight edge. Yeah, yeah, just fucking straight edge it. Do you know what I mean? Just absolutely turn on the fans, turn them all disgusting, and they innate, they were all enablers and all this sort of shit. That's the only way you could turn him heel is a complete fucking 180 on his character. I think we need to do this. That's why I used to work in wrestling, mate. <laughs> That's why, why I used to work hard. I worked with Tommy Dreamer, funnily enough. So, yes, that brings to an end this month's show Ooh. the fuck we dragged that out to an hour I do not know <laughs> jeez mind you got rid of all my shit out so that's fine so once again thank you very much for listening volume 1 is WWF volume 2 is WCW if you would like to support us uh, then please vote or not vote rate us- subscribe <laughs> Help us on Patreon and give us give a Give us dollar. a lovely little five star on iTunes, which I'm sure existed in 1999. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, as we said, Volume 1 is Fed, Volume 2 WCW. Next month we have the standard three volumes plus the end of year awards and a Q&A special. So, last chance to get any questions in, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Just obviously say that for the Q&A show. And until next time, goodbye. Latest potatoes.